Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what is that you're wearing? A 1985 replica Celtic? Yep, the uh, Centenary Scottish Cup final uh, Celtic retro oh, top. Lovely. Not Centenary, but is it? No, Centenary Scottish Cup final. The Centenary, oh, the 100th Scottish yeah. Cup final. Um, I can't tie that into this game. That wasn't the 100th anything, but it was absolutely no. delightful. 5-0 melee, bang. What did I tell you last week? Five goal swing, you got it. I got it, right. We are now top goal scorers, we're now everything in the I, league. I, I had that in my coupon. Five nil, I had in my coupon. 50 to one. Do you know how much money I put on it? £1.50. <laughs> because I'm tight. I too am a little bit closer to retirement as well because I put a whopping £2.50 on odds on Edouard to score two or more, well, which was already up in the first half. I'm glad you followed my advice on that one yeah. because I was telling everyone that I... Did you get, what, did, what did you get on that? I raked in £13.25. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Holy shit. High roller. Get the mortgage paid off. <laughs> Melly, did you get any bets up? No, I didn't bother betting on the game, but... Uh, 
I wish I had, because I keep looking at Rangers and think, surely they can't be as bad as they were last time. They're worse every single time. <laughs> Progressively getting worse. Just getting worse. Have you ever seen a team beaten, kicked into the mud, ground down as, ba- as badly as Rangers have I been? posed two questions last week. One was, can Celtic be trusted to turn it around after a disappointing result against Hibs? Yes, clearly. The other one was, can Rangers possibly be as bad as they were in the Cup semi-final? Jamie, your answer to that was an emphatic yes. Yep. Yes, they can be as bad. But in a way, you're wrong because they were <laughs> even worse than they were in that game. I mean, that was genuinely pathetic again. I'm running out of different words to use for Rangers. You've I mean, run out of sy- synonyms for yeah, the pathetic. The opposite of superlatives. Um, yeah. um, before we begin, I just want to ask you as a question. Now, have you seen like, like Karate Kid? Yes. You know how pathetic Karate Kid is? Like he gets battered by those guys <laughs> and then... He sort of starts to build himself up and comes back and gets his own back. Do you think by making Rangers feel so pathetic, like Karate Kid, we're running the risk of getting battered? Well, maybe, yeah. You know, we're, running, tell. we're running the risk of them coming back next season and battering us? <laughs> no. No, neither. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> for a start, they'll need nine players. They're getting Stevie G in. And a manager. Yeah, they're getting Stevie G I in. Pro- a man is still the manager, but... <laughs> well, this game... The start was exactly what I've been after for ages in these games. They started so well. I think it's something like four corners in the opening seven and a half minutes or something like that. So we turned the tables on them in that respect because we're always talking, not so much in the semi-final, it didn't happen in the semi-final, but quite often Rangers can start quite well against Celtic. They did at Ibrox, and something you've said a few times, Jamie, we took their soul that day. We absolutely killed them. And where was that team? There was no fighting them. They made Celtic work for it that day. And they've played twice since then and been absolutely shellacked both times. I, I honestly don't know what they were thinking this time at Parkhead. You know, all the t- like we you you posted a tweet, hun hun post hun bingo. Yeah. They always say like <laughs> dig aggression, showed them too much respect. Where was any of that in this game from Rangers? They came out and attacked us, Melly, and we battered them for it. It's got to the point where they've tried sitting in, they've tried going at us. We're just a better team. We have better players. We can play better football. The pitch was immaculate on Sunday. That played right into our hands. And they can go on about, they need to get in their faces. They need to do this. They don't have the players that are good enough to do that or to implement it. I mean, who, who, who Dorans? I mean, who's going to put in a challenge in that midfield? Their big goon at left back, Andy <laughs> Halliday. It was embarrassing from them. Going on about Rangers. Yeah, but that was funny. But Celtic were absolutely brilliant oh, as well amazing. again. In a way, it's actually quite a difficult game to talk about because it was so good. That's not really a podcast to sit here and go, oh, that was brilliant, that goal was brilliant, that pass was brilliant. You try and find the sort of balance. You try and find the embrace the negatives because it makes the positives better. But in this game, there was none of that. There's absolutely no belief in that Rangers team that they can get something against Celtic. That As soon as the game started, as you said, it was just from the start that like, this is on the day. This is definitely on. James Forrest roasted both guys oh. out on that left oh. from the start and he went on to have a great game. Cham was brilliant. Rogic absolutely dominated them. King Eddie, I mean, put out the cigar and for <laughs> minute one they were just absolutely run ragged. Even the guys I was questioning the inclusion of turned up as well because I'd put in the official TMT WhatsApp group that you know I understand that I endorse these selections but I don't know if it's what I would have gone with because there was a few players in there that weren't in the best of form Boyata hadn't been very good since he came back from his injury at Ibrox absolutely strolled it yes he was terrific Lustig was was all right I wouldn't have 
he was another one I sort of questioned. And James Forrest, James Forrest finally turned up in one of these games, and boy, did he! Oh, I was I was delighted for Ouija. We'll go through the goals in order and all that, but let's get the, the fun out of the way first. I was absolutely delighted for Ouija. James. I put that in the group chat. See when he got his goal, you could see Melly how much it meant. He wheeling away. It was it was brilliant. It's sheer relief for him. It's been a long time coming. It's his first goal in two and a half months for Celtic alone, but to get a goal against them, whatever one of them it is, either or. Mm. And he deserved it. He was absolutely brilliant. And he's, his brother's been slagging him because he scored the game. <laughs> he's not. But oh, it was a great goal. I thought he would have got it in the last game. I was desperate for him to. But you could just sense from the start he had the game. I always talk about if he's a good start in a game, he usually has a good game. And he was flying from minute one. With that goal, he has managed to make a mockery of two different things. One, oh, the go. Rangers defence. And two, the top scorer of the season uh-huh, award, which uh-huh. has already been given to Scott you, Sinclair. <laughs> you did. You raised warnings about this yeah. um, when it was when it was He's awarded. now joint top scorer for the season. That's James Forrest hadn't scored in two and a half months and Scott yeah. Sinclair's not scored in about 15 games and they're still the two top scorers. <laughs> what was your favourite bit out of cheering Morelos onto the park or singing Andy Halliday's name again? Oh, Halliday. I've Halliday. never been at a piss take like that before in my life. I have never seen, not just a Rangers team, but anywhere in world football, I have never seen a piss take like that before. It wasn't always when we had the ball, it was always when they had the ball. It was cheering Morelos. He's running on goal and we're all going, oh, and he's met. You know, we were taunting them. That was honestly one of the greatest days at Celtic Park I've ever had. I've never had that much fun taking the piss out of people watching football in my life. The football was actually almost secondary mm. to, to yeah. the fun and games, the carnival piss take atmosphere. As soon as we got that early goal, you could sense it was coming, but as soon as you got that, you just knew that was it. Mm. And then he destroyed them before half time. They came out at half time early and they're just all standing there. Like, you do not want to be here. Mm. This this could be anything Celtic want. And when we got the two early goals in the second half, you're thinking, this is wild. This could end in absolute carnage. Rangers fans were leaving at half time at 50 minutes. Would, here's a question for you. Tables are turned. Would you have stayed to the end? At what point would you have left? <laughs> Probably at 50 minutes. <laughs> I probably left at about 50 minutes. Sack this. Sack watching this party. Especially that, given, sorry, that, jump in there. Especially given that the first half had been so bad. I mean, they managed to get in without it being silly scores because of the performance of their mm. keeper. There was no way they were ever getting back into that game at any point. You wonder where they go for here because as fans, they just get angrier and angrier. But you know, so and then leave. And then they yeah. leave. They just go home and be angry. <laughs> or some of them turned mine. Some of them turned up at the Play of the Year Awards. <laughs> some of them turned up at the Player of the Year Awards and confronted who? Joe Dodo. Oh, really? Didn't, no, he really? Still, I didn't know he was still here. They confronted the guy at the Player of the Year Awards. That's that's where their anger got them. What set the tone was I often go into these games and say Scott Brown sets the tone with a certain tackle, a certain mm. interception, whatever. No, no. Before the game, Graham Murphy was interviewed um, pre match <laughs> and he used the phrase. Bless Declan. <laughs> it's yes. finally it, it's finally come full circle for the Huns. They have a, the a manager a manager out there giving interviews saying the words bless Declan as and that might be my favourite bit of Hun Pather from the last six years. <laughs> it's just so perfect. That gormless imbecile out there just dropping fiendy comments. I had them foaming before oh, the I, game. Yeah. Foaming how, how, how do you feel about Graham Murray? Because Brendan Rodgers said in his post-match interview that Graham Murray has been quote thrown to the garbage didn't like that don't like British people using the word garbage mm. it's an Americanism yeah. it's rubbish in this country Brendan kicked to the sidewalk Brendan yeah, kicked yeah. to the sidewalk Brendan no he's I, I thought 
I think the way Graham Murphy has been treated, particularly by Rangers, has been atrocious. The, the way nay class and nay dignity the way that they've, they've treated that guy they've got previous for it they did this to Alex McLeish as well when Paul Le Guin was coming in you know, they, they basically just hung the guy out to dry for the last several months of yeah. his tenure there so it, it is something they do but the guy should never have been in, in this position in the first place no, but also conversely th- I've said this before but no free passes no no like, Rangers not, don't no. get to go oh well I, we've only got a temporary manager too bad. We said that last week, didn't we? He's not a temporary manager. No. You, you threw that out when you made him your, your full-time manager. Yeah. You know, you don't get to say, aye, but he's only a reserve manager. Not anymore, he's not. No, this, this is a victory over Graham Murtain. As much as it would be a victory over anyone else, he gets no free passes. No, look, the guy's out there, he's trying to do what he can, but you tell me those players couldn't have done more. I mean, it was absolutely shambolic. The defending, again, every time we went down the wings... We absolutely ripped them apart. Candy ass just giving Tierney the absolute freedom of the pitch. Mm. McGregor taking them apart. Forrest down the other side. Every time we got to the byline, we looked like scoring. They just, the two centre halves are left, their full backs are up, and there's space in behind. How many times has it happened now? That pass in between the centre half and left back, and we're away. Every time we play them, we score from that. Their lineup was something to behold before let's talk, the game. Let's talk about the lineups. I mean, when I saw ten Brits, nice of course. <laughs> when I saw Halliday was playing left back, right, I, and that's when I I thought, right, I, I wouldn't necessarily have picked James Forrest before I went in because we spoke about it last week. I'd quite like to see Roberts in the team, but it was absolutely the right decision when it turned out Halliday was at left back because it was oh. it was only going to be one winner to have that guy at left back. I don't, I don't know. If I think they were completely short of options. I think maybe in, in Murray's defence, that's why he ended up there. Is there not a defender? I mean, even no. a centre half could. Yeah. I mean, not a, a right footed. Shocking midfielder stuck in a left back. I don't, I don't understand that. But the guy, did you see? I'm sure we'll come on to all that stuff later. But did you see the moment where he tried to usher the ball out of the pitch oh, when it Forrest was bouncing? Forrest just took it off. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like Forrest won it. Halliday lost it about twice in the same the same movement. Every single time he was over because he was left back. He's obviously over at both touch lines. Everybody was just laughing and pointing at him, <laughs> shouting <laughs> abuse at him, and he just looked over and tried to give some stick back. The guy's just a joke figure, an absolute that, joke that's figure. Of, that's a team of joke figures because you had Halliday getting wound up by everybody else. You had Jamie Murphy, Lustig. <laughs> Did you see him with yeah, the shots? Yeah. Lustig, um, you're in my pa- It's total domination, and but it's brilliant. Don't forget this team. These players are on thousands of pounds a week. They're the second highest wage budget in the country. I mean, I know that doesn't mean you should finish second, but you've got to do better than that. That's They've only scored in one game against us this season where we're down to 10 men for a lot of that. True. We didn't score after we went down to 10 men, but in every other game we've kept a clean sheet. They've just progressively getting worse and worse to the point where that. You could go the rest of the season. You're just choking for the end of the season just for this to be over, but at the end of the day, these are the players they're going to have. We went from Dyla, where we didn't think it was very good, to getting a good manager in and turning it around with a couple of players. That can't happen with this team because those players are nowhere near good enough. Half of them are on loan and you wouldn't even buy the ones on loan. Yeah. Russell Martin's terrible. No. Cummings is terrible. What about cum, cum dog? So <laughs> obviously he he got picked ahead of Morelos um, because Morelos... We all know why now Rangers have Morelos. Decent enough wee goal scorer, but bottle merchant extraordinaire. Um, Cumdog runs a bit like a headless chicken. Absolutely not got it at this level. 
Should no. have been booked. He eventually was booked, but the referee was going to let him off with it for the foul on Tierney, which was a disgrace. Being marked by Boyata was punishment enough, really, that he, day. On the on the laughing at Halliday and all that kind of thing, that's the most derision. It's not the most abuse, but it's the most just abject derision I've seen aimed at a player for, for years. I remember being at a game in the kind of early 2000s against Dundee, it was. It was eventually the game that Celtic lost the league. That mm. It was like 2003, I think it would have been. Lee Wilkie was just off the back of a performance against Rangers the previous week in which he gave away two penalties. And uh, Barry Ferguson missed two penalties in the, in the same game and got a third. Lee Wilkie was getting so much abuse in this game at Celtic Park they eventually get taken I off. I remember that. He gets subbed. He gets subbed off. And I was sitting right next to the tunnel in this game because I was there with... Uh, my brother was in the under-20s, I think it was at the time, and they had won the league, so they were going out at half-time to kind of parade the trophy. So I was sitting in with them. So I was right next to the tunnel when he got taken off. The Celtic fans were like laughing at him and all that. And he just, as soon as he got to the tunnel, he just burst into tears. <laughs> I felt so bad, honestly. <laughs> I've never forgotten that face. You've always hated Rangers players, but there's, there's nobody to hate. And that's there's, it, There's really. nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. There's nobody they can say. The two best players are the two goalkeepers. Oh yeah, I mean again, there was a goalkeeper that saved them from near double figures. And, and, and the thing about Rangers is, see if they didn't take themselves so seriously. See if they just said we, we're rotten, aren't we, and made a joke. But they take themselves so seriously. Every game they think they've got every game is like aggression and Winston Churchill and <laughs> staunchness and the Queen and they, they bring it all out in the troops and the poppies and all the rest of it and then they just get beaten and you just think guys quit hitting yourself stop <laughs> punching yourselves in the face repeatedly that was that's our biggest win and as in a clear goal margin against any incarnation of Rangers yep five clear goals it's the biggest win in the SPL this season as well the, it's the first 5-0 game against any team with a Rangers the word Rangers in their title since 1925 Even can you name Rangers. the starting lineup of that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jimmy McGrory scored two goals in that game so it tells you how long ago it was um, can you name the lineup from from this week's game because the, the leaker leaked it before um, which spurred me on to put my King Eddie bet on any concerns Melly when, when the uh, not really I mean it's the same team basically from the semi-final bar Dembele, I'd prefer, I preferred Edward to Griffiths because I thought he'd done better last week and he's been there and done it against Rangers. It gives you something different, but the rest of it picks itself, really. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were missing one of the aforementioned triumvirate of Hunscalping <laughs> in Dembele, but Edouard just came in and took his place. Like Dembele, in- the king of Glasgow. Yes. <laughs> I, for those of you who don't know, we, we seem to have inadvertently started a bit of a trend here on 20 Minute Times. <laughs> What happens is, every time Dembele... I secretly let on last week that every time Dembele posts an Instagram story, I've been, for the past easy three months, been writing King of Glasgow with a king, with a with a crown emoji and sending him it. <laughs> and now people have started doing the same and they're tweeting us at so 20 minutes. So many people tweeted us. So many people. And I encourage you all, just keep doing it. Even ones we weren't tagged in, right? so many people tweeted us with the screenshots of just saying King of Glasgow crown emoji. But I went to his actual posts, even the ones we weren't tagged in, and just scanned all the replies and there were so many King of Glasgow <laughs> in it. So I just, I just love it now. Dembele just, just yesterday just looked at his Instagram with 500 in his inbox all saying King of Glasgow and he didn't even play. See on the, the triumvirate of Hunscalping, is there such a thing in this era now as a Hunscalper. It's everybody. Yeah, because that's like a, that's a singular term for what is it, 
basically a plural because the entire team is hunscalping at no, the moment. I'm going to correct you, Stephen. There is a, a hunscalper is someone who seems to really relish and in, in, in enjoying scoring a goal against Rangers. I'll run through that team, for example. Nobody in my book is a hunscalper in that team except that started except Rogic. Yeah. McGregor is now. What's that? Four goals against him. Is he? Okay, Rogic. Edward's got two goals against him in okay, what, Roger, two games. Abraham, McGregor. We're the three hunscalpers <laughs> in that lineup. Well, uh, well, before the game, we're talking about before the game. But you always bank on Rogic. He all he's always going to get his goal against them. Taking goals out of it. Surely Brown's a hunscalper. Oh. He is a quite literal hunscalper. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like no, like no face to my actual dad. I done a, a, a fairly decent job and all that. But I wish he couldn't boss a midfield. In my this, dad in could not. He could boss me when I was a wee boy, oh, but yeah. he could not boss a midfield. <laughs> Did you see the the Green Brigade's banner? Yes, probably a few banners. Scott Brown with the glasses on. <laughs> oh, it just—it's never ending. It's never ending for them. I suppose we might as well talk through the goals, Melly. Oh, just down that left-hand side, McGregor, absolutely brilliant. Held on to the ball for as long as he wanted. Waited on Tierney coming. It's embarrassing again for me. I mean, McGregor's got the ball. They do absolutely nothing about that, and then Tierney just comes, takes it off him. Goes to the byline, cuts it back. It's simple, simple stuff. And King Eddie's there, cigar, bang. That's in it, easy. Shortly before that, Edward could have played in Rogic. He was screaming away down the middle. Oh. Um, he should, probably should have played him in. And it, he that didn't was, look up. Yeah, it, it was sort of single track mind. And that. Yeah. I mean, you can't really blame him for it. He's after his goal, but he probably should have played him in. But I mean, it, that's what led to the corner in, in the eventual goal anyway. It, I, was, I really liked that goal for Eddie because it showed another dimension to his game. That sniffing out, that poacher's instinct, the goal scorer's instinct, getting in front of the defence and poking it beyond the keeper. Tierney beat Candias with the exact same ease, with the exact <laughs> same move than in the previous game. I don't know what's got into Candias's head, right? He seems to think that not handballing it is everything, right? Yeah. So he just runs out and sticks his hands behind his back as if, right, whatever I do here, I'm not handballing <laughs> it. As if he's the, I'm working under instructions from his manager. Do whatever you like, just don't handball it. Whatever you do, don't tackle him, just don't handball it. You gave it. him a torrid time. He really laid this smack down on Candy. <laughs> he did. He's done it time and time again this season. Something we talked about recently, that we got a lot of goals last season from doing that, but teams maybe sussed us out and they've done things to combat it. Rangers haven't. <laughs> oh, you're right, went, haven't. That's what they do. We'll maybe try and stop them after the ball goes into the box instead of when the ball's been cut back it's absolutely pathetic stuff I mean the one striker in there again free oh it's just pathetic great from Celtic lovely football it was, it was coming you could oh, yeah, exactly, it was wild. exactly what I was going to say this was what 13 minutes I mean they'd led a charmed life up until this 13 minutes it could easily have been 4 or 5 <laughs> to that point I mean their keeper was outstanding in the first few minutes we'd had several corners as I said but in Cham was even getting shots on target that's how that's how incredible I, the game I know, was I know <laughs> I, was surprised, I was surprised at that because man can't shoot can he um, speaking of pathetic as you, I would you use Melly there but um Andy Walker on the Sky commentary was even he was even loving this like he was on there talking about how there is inner tin breakout yeah it's been hiding a long time mm. but it eventually crept through he was talking about how his old man was at the 7-1 game back in the 50s and for that challenge on Tierney I mean a challenge in air quotes here he, he described them as pathetic but there was proper like venom in the pathetic <laughs> it was like remember in the office where David Brent gets caught making a fake phone call to Sack Finchie. <laughs> talking clock. Yeah, it's a talking clock. And Jennifer says, pathetic. <laughs> it was it was like that, the exact tone of that. <laughs> but that's, we always talk about like somebody dig in and all that. That's just booting a guy for no reason. That that, that's not 
that's not helpful in the no. slightest because that's you booked possibly could have been sent off if the ref had done it but that's, that's your game over you can't yeah. do anything else I'll, I'll, honestly it will be it will be sad to see the back of the likes of Candias and Peña and Herrera I'm fully and... confident they'll bring in another raft of duds well, after this like the guy that's signing these players has no idea what he's doing this team has achieved something special this Rangers team because my previous favourite Rangers team were Alex McLeish's latter yeah, days the yeah, one that finished like, third uh, Nuno's and yep, Capuccio Olivier Bernard John, John Carroll Pierre Fanfan yeah all those like bargain yeah. video videos from the the, vid, the petrol station bargain who was that last year and a half they had Rodriguez some, aye, some Rodriguez J-Rod. Aye, J-Rod that was the one as well oh glory days <laughs> but this one this one has eclipsed it I think we um after we scored there was a little lull. We more or less bossed the game, but in terms of goals coming, there was they, they, they weren't coming as frequently as they would towards the other end of the game. Now Rangers had a slight chance with Holt just to sort out enough and a yeah. simple ball, pretty poor defender, it was a decent save, but I, I didn't ever feel in danger or anything. No, it no, just no, felt like not. it just felt like party time. Yeah, just as soon as we want we can score and the second goal, it's just another simple ball into that left, uh, the right channel. King Eddie picks up and pathetic, pathetic. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see a theme developing here on this podcast. How many pathetics is that? It was in th- that goal and Forrest's goal were very similar. And we've got and McGregor's goal. There was three goals that were almost identical. Uh, Edward's second was almost identical to Dembele's breakout goal remember the one he br- broke away and beat Senderos left yeah. him in his arse and put it into that kind of corner as well it reminded me quite a lot of that Edward for all I'm saying Rangers pathetic it was really pathetic but absolutely brilliant from him just powered Pat again the last time he went down the left cut inside put it into the far corner this time goes in the outside doesn't give the defenders a chance and what a finish into the faraway corner all these goals, different goals against them have all been brilliant. Aye, so that was about 41 minutes, 45 minutes just on the verge of half time. Probably my favourite goal of the game. Not the best goal, but my favourite. Most joyous. Most joyous. Wee James who got his goal. Oh, it was an absolute peach again. Big deaders with the assist. Lovely yeah. tackle assist. But Left Halliday for an absolute dead. Again, down that exact same channel. Just breezes past players as if they may as well have not been there. And if you're going to show Forrest that he's going to score at some point. Andy Walker, again, he described that as a series of non-challenges <laughs> and he was absolutely right. right. They were just drifting around, <laughs> running into each other. I know I always, always, always point to five-a-sides in this, right? Mm-hmm. In that, but it's my frame of reference. I recognise five-a-side play when I see it in a league. <laughs> so those challenges were like the type you see where you're not allowed to slide tackle. Right, guys, he's off the mm-hmm. tackle and everybody's got work in the morning. It was just, just kind of running around in circles and James Ford he wasn't even doing anything like revolutionary no. he was just dropping his shoulders and moving them from side to side they could have gone back to the touchline beating like them all again yeah, like standing, there, standing there like mannequins smash and finish as well oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect brilliant finish. and he he went bush didn't he oh. you could tell he enjoyed that so did Lustig with the Lustig with the policeman <laughs> letting the club down oh letting the club down I know Police Scotland did issue um, they said they were disappointed in the behaviour of Michael Lustig now he stole a policeman's hat to celebrate a goal. Borrowed. Borrowed a policeman's <laughs> yeah. hat. Sorry, let's get the legal terminology quick. But is it not true that policemen have to let pregnant women pee in their hats? <laughs> Absolutely no idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. If a pregnant woman is caught short, a policeman should give up his hat. Oh, there's your loophole, Michael. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Sophie was a pregnant woman. Um, half time. What happened at half time? We put the sprinklers on and Rangers didn't train. They didn't, nope. they didn't come out, they didn't warm up. 
I would have loved to have been in their changing room at half time. Because there will have been players there probably thinking about doing a Viduka. Oh, I, I probably I'm thinking I'm not fucking going back Because they've here. already done it. They've already done the, the throwing things around, the, the kind of old fashioned Arsenal versus Man United stuff like back in the day where they used to go in and throw things at each other. They've all they've done yeah. that the last time. So that's that's not gonna work again. They're not gonna have another big blowout with players getting suspended and things getting thrown around. So the all they can do is go in there and sit in silence and let that jobber <laughs> give them instructions for the second half. That's exactly it. They've got absolutely nothing now. There's no point in screaming at them. No. Because it's well, it is their fault they're that bad, but it's going to do nothing. They'll not respect what he says anyway. They'll just go out there and do what they want. It's about about pride for them. But they were back on the pitch and I had to look at them. And Tavernier was trying to get them going, but like, honestly, mate, what's the point? You're three <laughs> 0 down. We're going to win the league. You, you just want this to be over as quickly as possible. And every single one of you is hoping that when the substitution made. You're the one that comes off. They are. They're all looking at their number, hoping it's them. Um, Rogic, very shortly after the break, got his obligatory Celtic v Rangers goal. Not entirely sure if the defending in this was worse or better than the <laughs> Forest one, to be honest, because again, just standing around, not knowing who's meant to be where, who's meant to be picking up, who's meant to be closing down, and for and Rogic just knocks it into an empty net. Different chances yeah, to score. McGregor should have scored. Tierney could have got a shot away if he hadn't been shot. And Rogic, he couldn't believe his luck. And, and All right, I'll put it in then if nobody's going to do it. See at that goal, I mean, Jack Arnick again is running around putting out fires in the lead up to the goal. And I'll never feel sorry for Huns, anyone in our Rangers strip, I'll never feel sorry for them. But it, on some sort of level, some sort of base human empathy kicks in when you see players as bad as that and you just think, oh, mate. No, no, no. Just a wee tiny part of me goes, oh, mate. Aye, not for me. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, get out of them. Get out of them. Um, McGregor, who, by the way, I was thinking probably could have been a shout for my of the match. You know, it was difficult to tell, but I thought he had an absolutely terrific game. Yeah, I thought he was great up until, I thought the whole team was great, but when Rogic went off, we sort of lost that wee spark in mm. midfield. Mm. McGregor went inside, and we obviously didn't score after that, so we just maybe missed Rogic after that, because McGregor had their full-backs on toast down that side. He was coming in all the space in the world. But, but again, King Eddie, two goals and assist as well. We step-overs right to the byline. Don't have a clue what he's doing. It's just a carbon copy of mm. Edward's goal and he just pokes it in. There's no... just If he didn't poke it in, Forrest was behind him to do it. And Forrest has a chance with the exact same. Another cutback left foot, another good save on it, guys. Just the same thing over and over. And Tavernier, I think it was, just let Edward approach the box unchallenged yeah, just, yeah again and it's just a complete dereliction of duties it's just a as long as I don't foul him I can't be blamed for anything so I'm just going to do nothing as, as long as I don't commit a foul here well nobody can point to me and say I get something wrong But so he just did nothing he just let Edward do whatever he wanted and pick his spot they played dead I think that's what Rangers tried to do yeah. in the second half they tried to they tried to play dead you see, see when McGregor scored I thought it's about time he scored he's not McGregor's not scored yet <laughs> You're just expecting these well, players yeah. to score. Come back to our gambling, our mixed bag of gambling. It's gone to the stage now with Rangers games where I'm just throwing money at daft bets. I'm, I'm thinking, I stuck on Edward to score two or more. I also stuck on McGregor to score two or more. I've got things on like Ayer to score the last goal, Scott Brown to score a hat trick. <laughs> I'm just throwing, because realistically, anything could happen Aye. in these games now. 5 0 after, was it 53 minutes? Yeah, no. You're like, 
I could have been anything there, and I'm, oh. and I'm furious that it, they let the. I'm, let not, them I'm out. very happy that that's when they stopped. That's when they, they eased back a wee bit because you know. Obviously. I wanted seven. I'm I would lie. I would have imagined it was seven. I honestly thought they might try and go for seven. I, I just. Do you think they eased off, or do you think they just? I think it's just one of those things that is party mode. After that, it's it's funny. It's. Do you think there's this something psychological when a team goes five up because you very very rarely see a team go beyond five. I think yeah. so. I mean, look, I think once the it was five and we made we brought on Sinclair and we took off Rogic, it maybe we lost a wee bit there. And when Griffiths went through and missed that one for six just after he came on, if he'd have scored that, I think they, they would have crumbled and it could have been eight or nine. Mm. But I can't believe he ballooned that over at all. <laughs> Plus, there is merit in, as much as I'd love to have I'd prefer to have more goals. There is merit in being able to say you took the foot off the gas and yeah. because you didn't need to. Yeah. And there's there's enjoyment to be had in simply just knocking the ball around, giving it all A's and all that, and knowing they're not going to get near you. Even if they do grab a pathetic consolation goal, and that's that's the basically the worst case scenario. So so lessons from the game. Um, from Rangers' point of view, I think the lesson is maybe organisation tactics and better players are the route to go down <laughs> rather than staunchness, yeah. anger, hacking, running about, kicking and shouting. I think there's there's a lesson to be learned there. And piffling needy wee hashtags like we deserve better. So cringy. Now on that, right, we deserve better. See, if they came out and said we demand better, I yes. would have more respect for it because it's on brand with Hunnery, right? Exactly. But we deserve better. <laughs> but we deserve better. That's a whole other twist. Yeah. So, <laughs> see, if if like a, a domestic abuse charity or like animal cruelty or something like used that slogan, it, you'd be like, that's, wow, that's really powerful. If you'd a picture of a wee poor neglected dog who was saying we deserve better, yeah. you'd be like, oh, well, not for a group who charge around with a superiority complex <laughs> that eclipses the, the sun. customers. Yeah, and <laughs> they charge around giving it rule Britannia, we are the people and all that, we deserve better. We're not even, we demand better, we deserve better. You deserve every bit of this, yeah, every bit every... of this abject humiliation you're suffering just now. You deserve to have been beaten 10 nil. On the, in that game yesterday and I'm furious with Celtic for not delivering that if anything we deserve better we deserve, Aye, we deserve better <laughs> you deserve to have your allocation cut not only at Easter Road beggar's belief yes not only at Easter Road but at every ground in the country for all these years of empty threats about how you were going to ruin Scottish yeah, football yeah. For, for sink punishing. us and we'll sink you <laughs> you deserve for your most influential and powerful figure at the club to be a 39-year-old journeyman striker and his wife on social media. <laughs> you deserve all of this, Rangers. <laughs> Never mind your we deserve better. We deserve all of that. That was an absolutely <laughs> sensational monologue and I'm fairly on board with it. He asked earlier, where do they go from here? Like, I was thinking about it today. What is their best case scenario? I was, I was basking in Celtic's goals, hilarious, but I was just thinking, like, they're doing everything wrong. They're going to get in a guy like... Fair enough. They may as well try it because what have they got? They've got absolutely nothing. He might, he might bring in names. I think it'll be a disaster, an absolute disaster. <laughs> but they haven't. They've been up in this league for two years now. They haven't got one sellable asset no. well, that's realistically. Lee Wallace, mate, best no. left back in the country. I mean, they made up that they were going to sell Morelos, but there's nobody in that team that MD's going to want to buy for any substantial money. They've got nobody coming through. Ross McCrory is an absolute joke of a prospect. There's no way, see, the only way Morelos is worth 8 million quid into China if he's got three kilos of Columbia's finest. (laughs) That is the only way that man is worth 8 million pounds. So what do they do? They're not going to win the league next year. 
The only way they are going to get back is if they get into the Champions League. That's not going to happen. Well, even they might if, not even make Europe this season. Exactly. If, if they get into the Europa League, what do they get? Six, ten million maybe if they're lucky. There's, even, there's no I way back from this. Close, no. Absolutely but, no way back. All they need is somebody ploughing 20 million, everybody keeps saying. <laughs> that's just no. pissing away money because the, you're never going to get it back. The problem you, is the You can make 20 million for the Champions League, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, the rebuilding for Rangers now... Like, all this is a write-off. Starts next year. Starts on eight. So it's not really... As far as I'm concerned, it's not ten in a row we're going for. It's three in a row. Yeah, that's It's three in a row. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it starts for next year. Okay, this season's done. It's another write-off for you. More money. A new manager. Beat us to three in a row. Exactly. And, and this season as well, you could you could boil it down to that. This isn't about winning on a treble now. It's about, about winning one game because yeah. everything's already done. On, on Steven Gerrard... Wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world for them? He's quite a highly respected coach by all accounts. He's been approached by, I was reading today, he'd been approached by MK Dons and and someone else in League One and he turned them down Hmm. um, because he still wants to learn his trade at Liverpool. One thing I will say is, he and Brendan can't be pals because Hmm. had they spoken, Brendan Rodgers would have went, listen mate, keep well clear of that. But that's obviously not happening. Never forgiven him for falling over that time, I take it. I spoke to a hun recently, uh, the other day, actually. What? He, I know. You <laughs> cuts my hair. I'm banished from this. <laughs> well, that's Never darken this podcast again. <laughs> he said uh, somebody told him before Kashinia the interview, they spoke to Allardyce and Pardew, and both of them said 20 million minimum to start. And the board said, that's not going to happen. What, what are they expecting? The remit is to stop 10 in a row, but you can't spend any money doing it. Two they outspent us this season as well. They did. They are, they're they're worse yeah. than before. <laughs> Not one signing has made any impact. They really ramped that up as well. But we've spent ten million, Timmy. We've spent ten million pound, and where did that go? That was it. Two on who just got sat. <laughs> Do you know he? I heard. A, I heard a rumor, obviously completely false, that they had him holed up in the Dakota Hotel in town. Oh yeah. And yeah. after training, after games, he would come back as you do. You know, unwind with. 18 beers <laughs> and lots of breaded snacks um, and they put on hunters away and the football club phoned the Dakota and went can you please stop serving this guy beers and bread oh, and they went we can't do that we can stop sending it to his room but we can't he just loves the bread so that's but he's been sacked hasn't he he was sent away um, sacked by Cruz so he's, we'll be back at Rangers he'll be back season. at Rangers the, there's two comparisons that are often made since the Gerrard thing came about Celtic fans say it was, he's going to be the new John Barnes Rangers fans say he's going to be the new Graeme Soonis because both of them went into one half of the old firm as they were at the time in their first management jobs a little bit of revisionism been done about Soonis there because when Graeme Soonis came in he brought half the England team with him yes. right? because English teams were banned from Europe at the time and they were coming up. Genuinely top class international players were coming up here to get some European football. So if Steven Gerrard comes in and brings with him Harry Kane, uh, <laughs> Raheem Sterling, Delhi uh, Alley yeah, and Gary Cahill or whoever, then I'll be slightly worried about it, but I don't know if I see that happening. Lessons for Celtic. Let's start up front. Edward. Sign him. Oh, there can't be many left arguing this now. No. I know that the, the narrative around this has been that, uh, yeah, he's a good player, very raw, but I wouldn't pay that kind of money for him. There can't be any Brendan left. Brendan says there. he wants him. He says he's enjoying his football and he thinks he might stay. I don't think there can be any doubt that he's, I don't think he's as good as the belly is, but he's not a million miles off. If we're talking, what, 18, 20 million for Dembele, I would be more than comfortable. Now, I know we don't really care about transfer no, fees yeah. in this podcast, but I would be more than comfortable sending you know, five, six million on, on Odson Edward to come in and, and fill in for Dembele once he goes 
19 years old, and I, I, I think he should just be signed. He should yeah, be signed. It's a no-brainer, really. Depending, even if it is up to seven million add-ons, 19. To me, it's not. It's not a gamble. No, no we, it's we not can, a gamble. Game. That's games he's done it, and it's thanks. Focus on Celtic. Said the average is like one assist every 80 minutes. We can do that. We can. Buy an absolute banker in Edward, right? I know it's quite expensive, but he is an absolute banker yeah. of a player, no doubt about it in my mind. Or we can spend the next three or four years trying to replace Dembele with Timo Pukis and Andrew yeah, Baldies, you know. Ed, uh, enough of that. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers said something quite interesting as well. He was talking about, you know, the players that are going to leave and a, a bit of a rebuild and a clear out next season, and we can touch on that. And he says he only wants to work with players that are hungry, young, and coachable. Mm. And I thought that was quite telling. He only wants to work with guys. That are coachable, and that tells me that Edward fits that mold. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely fits that mold. Um, I wonder who doesn't. He, yeah, I wonder well, who's pro- well, maybe Griffiths. I don't know. Um, what, what happened to Griffiths' six-year contract? There was a lot of talk about that, and it sort of just disappeared. I'll probably sign it I mean, again as a guarantee. It was if Edward signs, I think long term it'll be Dembele, Edward, then Griffiths. But mm. Griffiths is a guarantee of goals, so and he's I doubt he'd want to go anywhere. So um, get him signed. At Boyata looks like or from that lineup he might not be here next season. Brown and Cham, absolutely terrific. No, a word for Cham on this game. Yeah. We've not mentioned him yet, but absolutely outstanding again, once again. Not Meg Dorans in the first few minutes, and that was beautiful. again. <laughs> we talk about setting oh, the tone, but that was Dorans was just yeah. just just he just stood there with his legs wide open, and, and Cham just went right. No bother, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right through. It was too easy for Cham. Boyata as well. Didn't put a foot wrong no. in a smashing, sliding challenge to stop Morello. Well, it probably would have went wide because no one had it. <laughs> Morello but shoots wide. Yeah, he's he's their Bangura. There was was there any real failures in the team? Was there? No. Do you know the only thing currently saving Morelos is that his name doesn't fit as well into a chant as Sibo does yeah. because he's much worse than Sibo was. Oh, he's, 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 he's lost the head. Much yeah. like all those Rangers players, he has lost the head. He's not got the mentality the Celtic and the Celtic fans have really got inside that boy's head and he can't cope with it anymore Sibo's just a little bit more more chant worthy oh, of a name that's it one sort of disappointment I would have from the game is look Scott Bain's done well when he came in but next season if we want to kick on we need a keeper that can pass because oh. Craig Gordon had a f- he gave Rangers a corner from a pass uh, that's, that's right a pass. Oh, I, I committed that to memory to me yeah from almost a a goal kick he put it out for a corner. And he had the cheek to moan at the player. <laughs> it was, oh, there was about three or four shocking, shocking passes from He did that against Hibs as well, didn't he? just chipped it out to nobody straight for a throw-in and then moaned at the this guy. This panther has just came about in the last two weeks online and on our podcast and that, and I've no idea why nobody's ever came up with it before. But they call him the Sandwich. Because that's exactly what his <laughs> kicking is like. Yeah. Doesn't get much distance. Big up in the air and just comes right down, usually to the opposition. In fairness... Was asked to make one save and he made it. That was the one you mentioned earlier on. He's he probably was... bored out his tits, so he thinks yeah. if I give them a call, I'll make it catch something or something. I'll make it a workout out of this. <laughs> so that's us, boys. Seven in a row. I'm not going to dwell too much league. We'll do our league review at some point. But overall thoughts on this this season? It's a hard, it's a hard one because, again, they showed up when they needed to. Disappointment last week. Just as I said, a couple of players have been struggling with. The cold. You could. I heard it in McGregor and Forrest after the game that they were sniffing away. But to turn up when they have to, they've done it every mm. time. Every time, pretty yeah. much every time domestically this season. Maybe we haven't had great performances consistently, but if we get another treble, the pumpings we've dished out to Rangers, 
he can't really complain at the end of it. Stephen, do you think maybe an end of an era for Ronnie Dyla's Celtic team this season? Well, yeah, what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, Just I mean, like... when you're looking through, I think we might start to lose, you know, the likes of Boyata, we might start to lose the likes of Armstrong, Rogic, you know, these guys that sort of done it for, for yeah, Ronnie Dyla. Yeah, you, you might think? be right, actually, yeah. And I would miss several of those players, but at the same time, I wouldn't be against... Brendan Rodgers making more of a stamp, more of his own stamp yeah. on the team. If that, if that comes at the expense of guys like Armstrong and Boyata, then then so be it. That's that's what needs to happen. We need Rogic signed up. Yeah, yeah. We right. need him signed up. Hopefully, he does. I'd love Armstrong to stay as well. Not his best season, but I think he's a good player. I don't think he could go anywhere better. I'd like Paddy Roberts to stay. Boyata, when he plays like that, he's a good player, but it's it's too few and far between. So he's replaceable. We need centre halves. We need a right back, a goalie, and a backup left back. So it's the back line I'd like to see hmm. sorted. Next Sunday, attention's turned to Hearts, who are currently sitting sixth. They're more or less adrift now behind behind Kilmarnock. I think they've lost the last two, so really they just they've snuck into the top six, and then they're just happy to happy to finish there. I take it. Shouldn't be forgotten that our last trip to Tynecastle was an utter pumping at yep. their at their hands, and we have avenged that a little bit at Celtic Park. Since then, beating them 3-1, but I'd be setting that 4-0 victory, or loss rather. Right. How do you think we're going to perform, Melly, now that the league's tied up? Do you think we'll see changes? It rumours that Johnny Hayes was on the verge of a comeback. Yes, well, they're in Tenerife mad with the now, so... <laughs> no, no, mate, they're not having a drink. It's a warm weather training camp. I'll have you know. Mad with it last night. Uh, <laughs> I I'd make a few changes here and there. I wouldn't make wholesale changes, but bring in a couple of players we'd like to see. Paddy? Paddy, you know, I want him in. I'd like to see some game time for Musonda, maybe. <laughs> the lesser spotted Charlie Musonda, who is now I, just not featuring at all. I would so. not be surprised if we cut a loss of him. Rumours are like it unfolded everything to do with Celtic on Instagram and then reposted it, but. I've heard that that was defended in that it was suggested uh, Nike were running his social media, so uh, they took all the New Balance stuff off, but I wouldn't be too surprised if he went away. I mean, I wanted it to work out for the guy, but the fact is he's no plane, so he might as well not be here. I don't know what it is, though. I, I don't know. There's no way that I'm going to believe that Charlie Masson is not good enough to, to make an impact for Celtic in Scotland because this is a guy Brendan Rodgers has been after for several windows. He knows all about him. Everyone knows all about him. Claimed that we beat. 30 odd teams yeah. or something like that to his signature so I've no idea why maybe it's gone it's with just, us I mean we know Brendan Rodgers trusts who he trusts Melly we've spoken about it in this yeah. podcast before maybe you know do you really see him dropping McGregor or Rodgick in the current form they're in to bring in someone else probably he's not well, Forrest pro- good form as I see him getting dropped exactly I mean Forrest keeping Roberts out of the team Sinclair's not playing Griffiths isn't starting I mean there's guys in there that sort of need game time we need everybody fit and ready for this cup final so you can make changes at three three winnable games really before the cup final and you, you could change it about in each one of them and give some guys game time Marvin Comper oh Marvin Comper he, <laughs> uh, he'll probably be off do you know I was reading something that was saying that we signed him on Lee Congerton's recommendation because Lee Congerton tried to sign him five years ago you think five years? I mean, That's some hun logic. Bring them back. Bring them all back. Bring them all back. That's Brexit. Brexit. Get back. Brexit. Well, let, let me predict something. That is Rangers. Rangers transfer target now. Get as many Rangers fans, Brits in the team as you can. Stephen Davis, if Hampton get relegated, bring them all. Stephen Davis, Brexit. You know someone else? There's a lot of rumours that they're they're wanting to bring back Alan Hutton. No, it's, it's just a sh- is he still playing he's still playing and still alive. It's just a shame <laughs> for Rangers that Alan Hutton wasn't available for selection in that game because I think. And Alan Hunton thinks 
had he played, Rangers would have won. On Al Hutton's Facebook page... I can't disagree. I no, can't. He, posted, he posted this. So to answer the main question, Glasgow Rangers and that team today. These are the words, not my words, Stephen, the words of Alan Hutton. Um, scared, gutless, and I was very disappointed with the lack of fight in the team. I'd have Steve Clark to manage the team before Gerard all day long. Gerard is another huge gamble that Rangers can't afford next season and Clark would turn that team around. I know he would. I can also tell you this, and I know Scott Brown well, he wouldn't be running that show if I was in that team or Ferguson or Rickson and so on. He'd be the first man that I'd be making sure I'd put in his place in the first half and the second half and one of Rangers' main problems. No swagger. <laughs> I would have broke my legs for Rangers every game like I would for Villa. Huge changes have to happen to this club tonight. And no disrespect to Murphy and his staff. Now, I read that as he punctuated it. Okay, so don't I blame me. I still don't believe he typed that. Was that posted at like three o'clock in the morning or something? After that? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that's a sober post. Oh, wow. He, he thinks that he, had he been playing, he would have put Scott Brown in his place. Again, that is it. Somebody to kick him up there. Not somebody that's a better footballer or that can do a better job. Somebody to kick him. Every club that Arn Hutton goes to, they've hated him. <laughs> They've hated them for being remember shit he, at football. Remember when he spurs for nine million or something like that in a he really did. dodgy transfer, and oh. the manager said he'd never heard of them or something. Was it Wandy Ramos? Yeah, it was Wandy. Yeah. It was one of those transfers. Remember, like Boom Song went to Rangers, yeah, he yeah. went to Spurs, and then like Newcastle and Spurs and Rangers all end up getting raided and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And, I I still don't believe they get nine million for Alan Hutton. I'll make a bold prediction just now. A couple of days from now, my phone was hacked. I reckon from Alan Hutton. <laughs> no, no, I've got another prediction for you. A couple of days from now, Alan Hutton's contract's up at the end of the season, he'll be coming back to Rangers. How would you we could pick a lineup for them? Hutton, who else? Quellars, he's still gone? Oh, oh, <laughs> Stephen Davis. Quellars a bit too fiend, you know, though, for these days. Uh, yeah. so, no, you no, were no, linked with him, Mike? Were you linked with Brits only, mate. Of course, yeah. Sorry, Brits. Um, Silly suggestion from McGregor and Goal. There's a lot of hun chat in this podcast, but we're going to stick with it because the former hun manager and current Scotland manager came out this week with now when you appoint a Scotland manager you want a guy to be that's across Scottish football a real football thinker and intellectually knows what's going on in the game you can say Big Egg what do you think of Morton and he'll tell you say Big Egg what do you think of Hearts left back situation and he'll tell you Big Egg what do you think of Rangers just now and he said quite insightful this he said Scottish football needs a strong Rangers oh dear god <laughs> I'm where have you had that one before check my calendar here what year is this this is the Scotland manager still perpetrating this rubbish now I want to ask Big Egg this to whose expense Yeah, because right now there is a league and everyone has a place in that league so if you want Rangers to be better who do you want them to be better then? Where where does this (laughs) come from? Rangers since they had their dominance and won nine in a row which we now know they were juicing they had spent the money they couldn't afford then when they won a few leagues they were EBT'd out their tits and now they're getting the comeuppance so when have they been dominant living off their own two feet when I mean, we're, a, we're an average age in here of, say, 30, right? Generous. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> what, what did you hear? Say 30. Yeah. Right? Let's just take 30, right? 30s, fact. Right. We're in our 30s, same age. <laughs> um, I'm not, I've not done the maths here, but Celtic must be on top now my entire life for title wins. They must oh, be yeah. just, no, just, no. just on top. Is it, well, certainly in the last 20 years or so, yeah. it must be since the stopping the 10. But the Scotland thing, though, no correlation, dot JPEG, because <laughs> right, Scotland have recently capped a Man United midfielder. They've got a left back who's potentially going to play in a Champions League final soon. Yeah. Kieran Tierney, 
who's fighting out with this, you know, Champions League potential winner. Did you see his left tweet? back. No, what was that? Oh, just congratulations, Glasgow oh, Celtic yeah, yeah. type path of Fender or something. So we've got these players, right? We've got Stuart Armstrong, we've got James Forrest, we've got Lee Griffiths. What's any of that got to do with nothing. Rangers being strong or good? What? I, no, I can't make that nothing. that leap. It's two plus two equals sixteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> but onto onto back onto Celtic Player of the Year took place last year. So last year, last night, as we record this on uh, Monday evening, Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year, and Manager of the Year decided Player of the Year. That was Scott Brown. I suppose we've covered a lot of this last week because yeah, it's the same winners. Yeah. Couldn't really be anyone else. No. Couldn't really be anyone else. Uh, young Player of the Year for the third year running and for the first time ever someone's done that, Kieran Tierney. Again, couldn't really have been nope. anywhere else. I'd, I'd made the, the point last week that I'd like to see Celtic's own one given to maybe like a breakout player. Yeah. But for the country, absolutely. Kieran yeah, Tierney. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this is, sorry to clarify, this is the Scottish yeah. Player of the Year. And Manager of the Year was, was of course, uh, Brendan Rodgers. Oh, no, wait. No, no, sorry. <laughs> it was Neil Lennon. No. It was Steve Clark. No, it was Jack Ross who who won the championship with St mm. Mirren. I mean, uh, some job he's done. Oh, yeah. done, a good, he's done. There's no getting away from the fact that the guy's done a good job. But that that seems to me that people couldn't decide between Clark and Lennon and mm. and, and and took a wee safe bet there. Any any disagreements with those men? Just the Jack Ross one, but it'd be better to judge at the end of the season when you know what's won yeah. one and not. But. What can you do? Lewis Morgan get the championship did, player yes. yeah, good well. to, so. to be honest, the award is kind of silly anyway because no two management jobs are the same. You can't really compare the job Brendan Rodgers does to the job Steve Clark has done. They're both completely different expectations it's, and they're both doing things that they're not necessarily favourites to do. Yeah. Steve Clark should never have got Kilmarnock into the top six. Brendan Rodgers, by right, shouldn't be winning two trebles. It's, here's, it, here's how I look at it. See if Brendan Rodgers or a manager wins all the things. Hmm. Right, then he's manager of the year. See if he doesn't win all the things, then that leaves it open for someone else to win it. But if you win everything there is to win, then you you have to be the best manager. There's just there's no two ways about it. But if you don't, because I mean we're forgetting because we won a treble last year and we're on the verge of one this year that they happen all the time. They don't. Yeah, and it's it's not about winning the league. It's not about winning the league per se because that that the award wouldn't exist if it was just a, whoever yeah. wins the league gets it. That that would just be the same award. Plenty of managers outside of Scotland have won it without winning the league. David Moyes won a couple yeah. in England. I think Alan Pardew even remarkably <laughs> won a won a manager of the year award. So it's not necessarily about that. We're not saying that, but you know, have to be some sort of nod towards winning everything. Yeah. Having said that, all good candidates this year. I, mean, I can't really say any of them plain didn't deserve it. But um Oh, we forgot also goal of the season went to Keith oh, yeah, Tierney yeah. against Kamala right at the beginning. What a goal. That was a goal. That was a goal. So almost a almost a clean sweep for Celtic there. And finally, just just a quick mention of our Patreon. There's a couple of podcasts and video content up there now. I think it was three podcasts and a wee video diary of the of yeah. yesterday at the football. That we've so done. we've got interviews with Sean Maloney. We've got a wee trip back to the 1995 Scottish Cup final. We've got an ill-fated match companion about the yeah the Hibs game, Hibs game and a video diary of my trip to the title party. Yeah, and we're going to start running some other stuff. We've got some blogs and all that coming up from um, guest writers, contributors yes. and all that, so something to look forward to. If, if it interests you at all, you can check it out at patreon.com slash 20minutetims. Thanks for listening.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 